is the Sluggo. Slant and go. College football expert Joel Klatt. Tell America the name of your favorite podcast. It's called Sluggo. Casey, the Beef Craig, and Zach Locks Parker. Every time that picture of me with that dope hat comes on, I, uh, right. I think about Vegas and how I left the hat behind. And it could I could have made a statement with that hat if I'd have worn it on this show. Um, the statement would be that there's not a hat big enough for this head uh, <laughs> to fit in. Casey, Beef Craig, and you're on the road again, my friend. I'm Hope you get home and get some rest some point, but uh, not tonight. Another night, another podcast for the beef. Another night, another podcast, another hotel room, another not knowing where the heck I am in this great state of South Carolina. So it's wonderful. But I do look out the window and I hear some some roosters crowing. So I think I'm in Columbia. Ah, ah roosters crowing. Nothing, nothing like it. And Zach Locks Parker, Mr. First Place, Mr. Champion, Defending Champion, I assume you're in Pooler, Georgia tonight. I am, and uh, I knew Casey was in Columbia. I figured he was going to say instead of roosters crowing, sirens going off since he was in Columbia. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I've, I've I've lived in Columbia for a couple years, and I, I I can sympathize. No, thank you. That's why I'm back here. Well, roosters and sirens are synonymous with yeah. Columbia, South Carolina. Someday I've told Casey. Someday I have to tell you the story about. The famous trip I made one day from an afternoon game in Clemson to a night game in Columbia to walking up my dad's driveway in Charleston as he was going to church on Sunday Uh. morning (laughs) to my ride to Clemson coming like two hours later. So that was a a quite quite the weekend, quite the weekend. Uh, Not like Casey on a golf cart but uh, a couple weeks ago, but – very, very close. Hey, fellas, Clemson defeated Florida State last week. Got off to a little slow start. Kicked butt in the middle, then got real slow at the end again. So 34 to 28. Uh, the great middle eight, you know, the middle eight that Dabo always talks about. They lost their big lead. The tackling was terrible. I'm not sure what to think of it other than Zach lectured me about betting on Clemson. I told him why I was a genius and he was not, and then he was right. So, um, again, uh, and I lost that bet because I jumped on that, stupidly jumped on the seven and a half when it went down to four. Casey, takeaways from last week at the Clemson-Florida State game. Man, how good was Clemson? You know, right at the start of the game, Florida State kind of drives down the field. You kind of get one of these feelings, uh-oh, here we go. Clemson responds right back, 7-7. Seven, seven. Goes down again. But you just, I still didn't feel awful about the defense. But they went down again, 14-7, comeback score again, tie it up 14-14, and then just kind of take off from there. It goes 31-14 at that point, 30-14, something to that nature. And at that point, I really, truly felt like there was nothing that could stop them. Even when the defense kind of stopped tackling people and <laughs> taking a couple dumb penalties and just like – Felt like okay, well they're they're going to go run down the field and score. Still didn't feel any real worry, and the final score 
again, it's one of those old cliches. It's not indicative, I don't feel, as to how the game was played. I thought 34-28 isn't really, uh, of course, the scoreboard watchers, the people that want to want to knock down Clemson and their team are saying, oh, you only beat a bad Florida State team by six. First of all, they're not bad. Yeah. Second of all, like Dabo said, I, I truly believe it. you got to tip your cap to them for keeping a play. Keeping on playing, I literally told my neighbor we were watching the game. I said, "Go up twenty points here, and they'll quit," because that's what Florida State was known for after Bowden. Whether it was uh, Willie Taggart or whoever, Jimbo, even as soon as they got punched in the mouth, they quit. This team didn't quit. Uh, hats off to Jordan Travis. How about that? Even more bizarre. <laughs> Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> uh, we have lost, and we, we got, got two bees. We've lost and we've gained at the same time. <laughs> okay, funny, crazy things are happening here. Let me. Lots of your impression of the uh, Clemson Florida State game. Well, I will. I will finish his thought he was just going to say talking about Jordan Travis I you know hats off to that kid uh it reminded me a little bit of Deshaun Watson uh the first time Clemson played at Alabama in the uh in the national championship just never gave up uh you know kept on coming at us and uh you know had something to show for it I think I think the biggest part of this thing was everybody got bored man I got bored watching it the announcers got bored announcing it uh it, it was 34 14 with I think six minutes left in the third quarter. You know, it was it was kind of like, uh, well, we we did our job here. I think it's also a good thing that Florida State came back. Uh, <laughs> I think it's also a good thing that Florida State did come back because I think it's going to be a valuable lesson for the rest of the season for Clemson. I'm sure the coaching staff drilled that point into all the players' heads this week that it's time to start stepping on people's necks, making a statement, finish the game all the way through. So. I'll turn it back over to Casey. How you doing, bud? Good to see you. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. I don't either. It's crazy. We had a fourth guy. member of the podcast, Evil Marty, showed up. It was crazy. <laughs> I think uh, you were you're getting ready to talk about my record on the picks, and I had to eject you. <laughs> well, I thought it was like because I was talking bad about Columbia, like the ghost of the, of the A-loft here at the Vista where we're uh, – Forgetting me. No, I, I just I, I didn't take anything negative out of it. Obviously, you want the defense to make all their tackles, and sure. yeah, I kind of like when there's stuff to work on. I, I think offensively they were great, but how good was Shipley? How good was Will Shipley? But then, as you said in the text, Marty, where was Bo Collins? He wasn't targeted, but one time I think during the game, yeah. and he was in. No so catches. no catches. So it's just crazy. It's- it's weird. It's like um, no matter who the offensive coordinator is, you know, it, it's a Clemson thing. Remember Spiller had like two two touches and a half one time? How do you give C.J. Spiller two touches? ETN then, had the same thing, right? ETN, yeah. And, uh, you know, then last week the, the tight ends, I think they were targeted twice between the two of them. And yeah. then all of a sudden they're targeted and Bo Collins gets one and I, Casey, I didn't see him. You said you saw him, and then I looked at the the, the uh, participation chart, and he played more than any other wide receiver and got one target. <laughs> yeah. On the other hand, 
they only threw 23 passes and it was obvious they were going to Shipley, right? He had like six receptions and, you know, so the plan was to go to the running back, specifically Will Shipley out of the backfield. That's pretty obvious and not, not pass a lot. I don't know what the purpose of that was. They thought they could run on Florida state. I, who, who knows? Who knows? Um, maybe that's a good question for, for Mr. Priester. If he's talked to, uh, your, you guys all running buddy, uh, Brandon Streeter lately. Here's the good news, fellas. Clemson's still undefeated. There are four teams went into last week undefeated and came out with a loss in Power 5. Alabama, of course, which we're going to talk about in a minute. Southern Cal. Penn State got demolished by Michigan. And Oklahoma State lost a tough one to TCU. The remaining undefeated Power 5 teams are Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson, Syracuse, uh, Tennessee, Michigan, UCLA, Ole Miss, and TCU. Now, we were texting back and forth during the Tennessee-Alabama game. That was a lot of fun back and forth. We couldn't decide whether Alabama was good or they sucked. It went back and forth about six times during that game, I believe. And I felt like I was on the mushrooms that John Chancey's referencing there. Um, overall, I don't know whether, as I put on Twitter, Zach, you wouldn't know this, but I wouldn't know whether our picks are worse or Alabama's defensive backfield is worse. What did you take away from that game? Is it more about Tennessee or is it more about Alabama? The answer is both, honestly. I think the, the Bama defense is just no more. Uh, I mean, watch this week, too. My God, <laughs> here comes uh, Mississippi State. We're going to, the over under on that's probably 70. I'm just guessing. I don't even know what it is, but. It's going to be more offense than you can handle. I think both uh, – I did see on a on an app that I use sometimes uh, that both quarterbacks are projected for over 300 yards uh, in that game. So I don't know if anybody wants to pick that or not. Uh, <laughs> Tennessee's great, man. They're electric. It was it was one of the best football games I've seen in a long time. When that, when that final kick went up, I about – threw up in my mouth because that thing came out like such a knuckleball and how that kid had enough juice on it to get it through the uprights without spinning backwards it was just blew my mind but uh great game at the you know carrying the the field goal posts up through the <laughs> through the stadium out of the stadium down the street it was it was it was good to see it was it was fun it's it was, they're back man college football was was back right there it was fun yeah, I think friend of the show, Nelson Wilhite, um, texted me and said, how did that ball go through? And I was like, physics, man. Don't you know the <laughs> angle and the trajectory? And, the, yeah, I have no idea either. I, I just know it went through. Beef, what was your takeaway from uh, from the Alabama-Tennessee uh, really good game on – I mean, good game if you don't like defense, but a really good game Saturday. Yeah, a lot of a lot of – People complaining about officials, which is the SEC way. I thought that kick, I watched that kick in like super slow-mo, and it came off his foot perfect. I think it got hit. It okay, I think sense. it did, and then it, and then it went like full duck kind of sideways. And I'm just thinking to myself, and, and I'm no physics major or math major or English major for that matter, <laughs> but like if, if that dude's hand kind of just goes off to one inch either side, maybe it knocks it kind of off because obviously it didn't turn uh, it, it didn't mess up the, the the flight too bad but right but it, it was a fun game it was a lot of fun and how good are are Hendon Hooker's receivers that kid from from Dutch Fork here locally where I am yep. was was something else 
Which one was that? Jalen. Number 11. Five touchdowns. <laughs> 207 yards. Yeah. Jalen. Right. Oh, the one with all the touchdowns. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, yeah. six touches, five touchdowns. Yeah. That's he's pretty from, good. He's from Dutch Fork High School right here in Columbia. Okay. Isn't that where Antonio Williams is from? Yes, it is. Wow. What a pair of receivers for that high yeah. school. You think? Uh, Nelson Wilhite chimes in and says Mississippi State is known for short passes, not deep shots. Maybe Alabama does better against them. Uh, good point. We'll see. We'll see. Sylvester checks in. Hey, Sylvester, we missed you last week, buddy. Thanks for chiming in. Good <laughs> evening. Glad to be here. Sorry about last week. <laughs> hey, maybe we, noticed. we noticed. Yeah. That kick was ugly. Yeah, when our, our uh, viewers went down by half. Hyatt. <laughs> Jalen Hyatt. Yeah, Jalen Hyatt. Poor Mississippi State. They're so unlucky to draw Alabama after their losses. That's right. That's right. That's the theory. But we'll see. We'll, well see. Mississippi State took a tough loss last week to Kentucky, mm-hmm. too. So they're going to be ready to play, a.k.a. Yeah. blown out by 30. <laughs> okay, okay, fellas. I was not a believer in Michigan until last Saturday. Let's see. That game started at 11 o'clock in the morning here. I think it was about 11.28 that I said – Holy shit. Um, but they crushed Penn State. Now, I'm still of the mind that I don't know how good Penn State is, right? What happens if Penn State loses their next five games or six mm-hmm. games and it turns out that they're not really that good? But that said, if I was voting in the poll this week, I would have voted Michigan number four ahead of Clemson to put Clemson at five. Locks, your takeaway on Michigan crushing Penn State. Penn State had 14 plays in the first half. Not first quarter, not second quarter, first half. And I think was the score thirteen to fourteen at halftime. Yeah, it was close. Uh, yeah, it was, it was pick real six close. And... Pick six and a, was a fumble recovery or something. I don't. Or it was a big long run. Either way, I, I'm I'm wondering myself how good Penn State is. Uh, but Michigan can ground and pound it, man. They are. They didn't throw the ball that much either. You know, JJ McCarthy just kind of a uh, game manager. Uh, Good play calling. They've evolved from last year, too. You know, it's Harbaugh's maybe he's found his stride finally. It took a while. It took it took 600 threats of, of being fired, but they're a good, pretty good looking football team right now, I'll say. Well, when you have 418 yards rushing, there's not a lot of time to pass the ball yeah, or need. No or need. Yeah. Beef, what do you think about the old Wolverines of Michigan? As Sylvester said, it it seemed close on the scoreboard, so I turned it on towards the second half, and in the third quarter, they took back-to-back series, 60-plus yards. First, it was the Donovan Edwards Edwards kid, the backup running back, that took it 67 yards, and then it was Blake Corum took it the next drive, another 60-plus yards, and at that point, it was like someone needs to stop the run. But they combined for 44 carries. The two of them in 300, and I'm doing quick math here. It's not good. Two, 339 yards between them, the two of them. So that that's a that's a heck of a that's a heck of an offense for a college team to be. That's Wisconsin if Wisconsin was good, right there. It's about you know quick math. I'm doing it too, so we're real dangerous. Two of us doing quick math. It's about a quarter of a mile rushing. Oh, nice. 400 yards, that'd be 1,200 feet out of 5,000. No, it's not that much. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. A couple of tenths of a mile. But still, it sounded sounded real good when I said it. Uh, It sounded great. I would have let it happen. I would let it go. I wasn't Uh, doing the math. (laughs) It sounded real good when I said it. Okay, other games. TCU beat Oklahoma State. 
uh, in my only win in our bets of the week. And Stanford went into Notre Dame Stadium, where Clemson plays in a couple of weeks, and beat Notre Dame. Stanford, who I think that's the first Power Five. There's something there. It's like their first win over a Power Five team in like a year and a half or something. I don't know, but I heard heard some kind of stat like that. But Stanford beat Notre Dame. And Casey, I'm going to go to you, and I want to know if you have reached out to Pop to see if he's – Still with us. He is still with us. And he's actually become a little bit more of a realist fan. So yeah. I was he, he was complaining about a, a Notre Dame podcast. I mean, not complaining. He was just telling me what these guys are doing. He's like, I can't believe that there's fans like this that are not realistic. So and I was like, wow, that's surprising. But it was, <laughs> it's kind of refreshing, too, that he's like, all right, well, maybe this year isn't the year. Next year they're recruiting well. Uh, obviously... You know, JJ on the Chopping Beef Show said they would have four or five losses this year. He's he's more right than than I guess uh, Alk was, but yeah, it's disappointing. But I don't know how they can be disappointed. You're not sure what you have yet as a head coach. He's recruiting well. He's a known recruiter, but you really don't know. And they they were missing probably the most important piece in the quarterback. They they had a huge unknown to start the year at quarterback, and then. Uh, they lost their best player in the, at the running back position, and they've yeah. lost a receiver to a, uh, to a uh, injury, season-ending injury. You know, like there was going to take some lumps defensively. I guess they shouldn't have been as porous, maybe as they are. But you know, I, I don't know if this is necessarily a bad year for them, other than in their fans' minds, if that makes any sense. Losing those days, losing to Marshall, losing to Stanford, that shouldn't happen. But you know what? Year one, Marcus Freeman, it's okay, I think. It, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, well, I don't know if it's ever okay to lose to Marshall. I can understand uh, Stanford. Um, maybe not this year. But, hey, Anthony, it's been a few weeks He's since we've seen you. We appreciate you for Dude, checking out. on those Twitter spaces, man. He runs the show on Twitter. Anthony That's Weeks awesome. is like the mayor of Twitter. Love it. The mayor of Twitter. Clemson's he going 12-0. Mark it down. Locks, your take on Notre Dame if you have one. Uh, pitiful. Uh, boring. <laughs> uh, pathetic. They are and boring. It was very boring. 14-12. I mean, especially against uh, at home against a Stanford team that gives up a pile of yards. You know, I, I don't know how they couldn't put anything together. Don't know I would imagine they're going to be calling for the offensive coordinator, Tommy Reese's head to be lopped off Heard at that least in the offseason. You know, it's it's just not happening. I know there's not a lot of weapons, but, I mean, Stanford's just a terrible, terrible defense. I, I want to mention, too, you know, the TCU-Oklahoma State game, it's just a shame that that game was on at 3.30 up against Alabama-Tennessee. 24 to 7 at halftime. I was, I had a three TV setup. You guys saw it. It was sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, just had that kind of side, was nice. kind of side peeking it. And then all of a sudden, here they come. And Oklahoma State fell apart. Quarterback play looked terrible all of a sudden in the second half. And TCU just kept steamrolling. And two overtimes later, TCU won the game. It was, it was pretty incredible. Wonderful, wonderful 330 Big 12 track meet. Gotta love it. Yeah, there's a there was good games on at, at the three thirty time. Yeah. Uh in your region it was uh two thirty here, which is one of the good things about living in the central time zone. <laughs> Football starts at eleven o'clock on Saturday here, fellas, and uh get that extra hour. When you're an old man, you take every hour you can get. All right, this week Clemson uh Syracuse travels to Clemson in a battle of unbeatens. Ole Miss travels to LSU. Ole Miss is undefeated. UCLA Travels to Oregon 
and UCLA is undefeated. Texas at Oklahoma State. Now, two of us have bets on this game on the opposite sides, but different point spreads because news came out. I don't know if Casey knows this. Oklahoma State quarterback is injured, and Ooh. there's still some question of, of whether he will play or not. Last time I looked, I haven't looked in the last few hours. Mississippi State travels to Alabama, as we talked about. Texas A&M at South Carolina, which kind of has me interested, and because I, you know, I'm hoping for a tie, like it's 1986. <laughs> I'm hoping for a 1986 tie. And Kansas State mm. at TCU, which is on my list of picks for the week. Locks, anything stand out in that group for you? You know, I was well, two. I mean, I. I Honestly, to be for me to be interested in a Pac-12 game uh, is is kind of unheard of, but I think UCLA Oregon is, is going to be a good good game. Going to be a shootout, also I think. Uh, Chip Kelly going home to, to Oregon, see if you know he actually has a, a team together this year. See if he can pull off the win. But I was looking at Texas. They they could be good, man. Like look at their losses. A, a stupid loss with a backup quarterback to Texas Tech. Just barely lost to, was it, it was Ohio? No, it was Alabama. Alabama, Al- Alabama no Ohio State. Uh, with their backup quarterback as well, coming in after Uris uh, got hurt. So, if they can put something together and they finish with two losses, watch out next year. You know. Well, there are actually people talking about them getting in the playoff this year, and I'm thinking, okay, wait a second. There's still <laughs> nine undefeated teams, or how many ever there are. And there's all kind of combinations in the SEC, which they aren't a member of yet. Yeah. Um, there's all kind of combinations of, of, you know, Tennessee beating Georgia or no, yeah, all three Georgia getting beating in. Tennessee. And everybody ended up with one loss, basically. And all three of them getting in. And Clemson being undefeated. And UCLA can be, you know, it's just uh, they're, they're already pumping up Texas for next year. It's not Texas A&M now. It's Texas. One of them is going to uh, – uh, one of them is going to be talked about as uh, right. being back way before they're back. Hey, Anthony Weeks has a question here. Which team would give Clemson the most problems if they were to play today? And I'm assuming he's talking about undefeated teams. And, I, you know, from what I saw, it might be Tennessee throwing the bomb, uh, <laughs> um, throwing, being able to pass all over. But what's your thought, Locks? Yeah, I'd say Tennessee or Georgia, honestly. Uh Georgia has a better defense. Uh, I see you shaking your head on the side of my eye. Uh, but both of them are SEC teams. Notice that. Uh, but I think Tennessee is on fire, and uh, their deep passing threat would probably give Clemson's defensive backs a little bit of trouble. Beef? I, I think it's Ohio State because of their frisbee catching dogs on the outside and the, the running back as well. I just think they're stable running backs and they're wide receivers and probably the Heisman Trophy winner at quarterback. I just think that team would give Clemson fits on the outside. And teams that can really give Clemson problems are teams that can do both run or pass, even when Clemson attempts to shut down one of them, as, as we hope and think that Clemson can do that to a running game anywhere. Uh, this weekend will be interesting too because – as I called it for rubbing the rock, I said that Syracuse is a better coached Florida State with lesser athletes, but that play well together. So it's one of these multiple <laughs> things because they can do it all too. Garrett Schrader's a big, tall quarterback that that 
I'm not sold on his accuracy, but he's got the tight end around it gets in the second. He's a tight end. He's a wide receiver that they kind of slot as a tight end and try to get him anywhere in, in the field. And then, of course, Sean Tucker is arguably the best running back in the ACC, maybe a top 10 running back in the country. So they're able and, and Trader can run it, too. So it's kind of that it's kind of that mix in my mind is what can beat Clemson, a, a mobile quarterback, a good running back and a stable of wide receivers. Oh, I thought you were going to say stable wide receivers, not like. Are you nervous about this game? What's my name? Okay, just wanted to be sure. Okay, we're, 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 it's another week. Okay, good. Yeah, I have I have all of my because I write opponent research, so I've already watched the film, and now I have all of this to it, pour it, over. It is an interesting dynamic on our Saturday text, fellas, because Zach and I are like going berserk over two dollar bets and you know whatever in case he's very quiet on the text he's very quiet imagine yeah. uh, <laughs> got a chance to put your sluggo bucks where your mouth Don't is think you could have done any worse if you tried oh, I think that was a victory these yeah, guys are doing research so why should i beef you stink the most a true believer in what they're doing in north carolina that's why i'm picking virginia tech tennessee i love spencer Rattler. i agree with marty i don't like this look you smell it the back door cover well locks hasn't agreed with me too much this year and that's a good thing for him uh <laughs> he is 14 and 7 on the season uh, I am, I'm doing this from memory now. What am I? I am six and something and two. What is that out of six, 13 and two? And Casey is six and 15, but Casey's way ahead of me. And we'll get to the standings in a minute or the, the dollars in a minute. I've got four hundred six hundred and ten dollars left locks. What do I got? 410. Uh, 410. Don't yes. oversell it. Uh, after, after last year's cr- last week's crushing defeat, I got four hundred and ten dollars left. So I'll go first this week, as I've done I think every week since week one. Um, and my first one is going to be my biggest bet. So I'm not going to. We we talked about me borrowing money this week. I'm not going to mm-hmm. do it. I'm going to wait till I go flat broke, which. This time next week, go ahead. (laughs) It will probably be this time next week. I'm going to take Ohio State minus 28 points against Iowa, who can't score. And I don't think they're going to score much against Ohio State, maybe seven or, you know, if they get lucky, 10. Yeah. Uh, But I think, and I think Ohio State's going to cover that 28, and they're going to do it pretty easily normally i wouldn't go for a 28 point spread but it served locks well this year and he's in first place so i'm copying him 220 sluggo bucks on the ohio state buckeyes to uh cover 28 points against iowa beef who you got buddy uh you scared the bejesus out of me i had all sorts of things written down about texas and oklahoma state i did a little research while you were talking incessantly and uh it looks like spencer sanders is actually going to play through his shoulder surgery at uh, shoulder injury as of today i don't know that for fact but as of today he's supposedly going to play through it whatever that is but still oklahoma state uh, is plus six at home versus texas right i think oklahoma state will lose but i don't think it'll be by a touchdown i think it's going to be three points or less and I'm going to bet $30, 30 sluggo bucks and 99 cents. <laughs> the most wait, wait. irritating handicapper 
<laughs> of them all. Oh. Of them all. Locks, you're in first place with a comfortable lead. Are you going to be Amen. a turtle in the shell? Are you going to be? Are you going to come out guns blazing? We, Casey and I, we have the two to one advantage on the vote on the governance committee, and uh, we could force you to bet five thousand per game uh, per the bylaws. <laughs> okay. We've chosen not to do it this week, but uh, we'll have to react to what your bet is. Your first bets are. I thought we were at a thousand per game. Now we're up to five thousand per game. I see what's going on. Okay, uh, I'm going to start off with my money line pick of UCLA. Like I said earlier, I, I think uh, this is going to be a good game. UCLA is uh, the underdog going to Oregon. Uh, like I said, Chip Kelly returns. This is the one I was confused on. Over under in this game is seventy and a half. It's going to be electric. Um, I, I just I watched a couple weeks ago. I watched UCLA play. The quarterback DTR, I'm not going to try and pronounce his name, uh, and Charbonnet, uh, Zach with an H, man of my own kind, uh, is a hell of a running back, runs like an animal. I got UCLA. I'm going to put 500 bucks on it, plus 192 here. So pretty good money if, uh, if this thing hits. And I think it's going to be a jump ball. So, Well, I will say this. I'll give you respect for doing 500 on a money line, even though it's like a penny to me and beef. Um, <laughs> <Kinda>. <laughs> my, uh, my second and now who's acting like this is real money beef huh is it me it's not me um my second pick of the day is going to be the aforementioned texas longhorns i'm going to agree with anthony weeks here but i'm hammering him anthony i got it at minus three because i was not sleeping sunday when the lines came out like like these two fellows I got Texas minus three, whopping 110 sluggo bucks for me. Beef, pick number two. I'm going to go with that UCLA game, except I'm not taking the money line. I'm taking UCLA plus six. Dorian Thompson Robinson apparently is a tough name to pronounce. To, 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 to <laughs> three names. I can't Dorian Thompson two. Robinson. He is known by DTR. 15 touchdowns, two oh, interceptions. Go UCLA plus six, 500 sluggo bucks. Ooh, beef on the speed round here. Locks, number two. Uh, Locks, uh, your second pick. Yeah, I uh, I got the over in uh, Kansas State and TCU. 55 and a half. Uh, track meet coming, coming your way, I'm hoping, at least. I thought 55 and a half was low. I know Kansas State's quarterback, uh, Adrian Martinez. I like him. I know he can run the ball. He doesn't have many touchdowns thrown this year, but I still think this is going to go up and down the field. 55 and a half seems low to me, so I will take that for uh, 750 bucks. Ooh, we've talked him into it, Casey. He's going big here. He's going big. <laughs> Speaking of Kansas State and TCU, I've got to take a chance with 50 sluggo bucks here. That's all I got, pretty much. I had to save 30 for next week in case I lose all three of these, which is probably going to happen. That'll give me 10 next, and then I'll have to start borrowing money. But 50 sluggo bucks on the Kansas State money line. Uh, just a tough team to play, right? They're they're awkward and weird, and they always have been, even under Bill Snyder and now under Chris, Chris Kleiman. They're the same. Uh, they gave teams like this fits. Kansas State is going to pull the upset, even though they're playing in uh, Fort Worth, I believe. It's going to be Kansas State, 50 Sluggo Bucks, Moneyline Upset. Beef, your final pick. 
Final pick, Ole Miss at LSU. Ole Miss is a one-and-a-half-point underdog. I know it's at Death Valley. It's probably late in the evening, isn't it? No, it's afternoon. It's at 3.30, yeah. Is that the 3.30 game? It doesn't matter, I don't think. I just think Ole Miss is better. I know Jaden Daniels, is that his name? The quarterback now for LSU has kind of sprung new life for them, and they looked good last week against Florida. He looked good. He's got 10 touchdowns, one interception since getting the start. I just still think, trust Lane Kiffin, as Houston Burnett said in the comments, Michael Scott biting his lip, gif at these picks, sheesh. Yes, it doesn't get any better as we go on, Houston, for my picks. Ole Miss will win the game outright, 1,500 sluggle bucks. Whoa! Oh, realize, boy. I didn't realize Beef had 1,500 sluggle bucks, but thanks for, for going I there, Beef. Late. I hope that is. If I don't, that's what overdraft protection's for. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> every just, like, just like in college, you do not have it. <laughs> it's locks your final pick. Uh, I got another over here, uh, Mississippi State and Alabama. Over-under is at 61. Uh, I think in the comments they were talking about angry Alabama. Uh, <laughs> I, I kind of agree. I, their defense still is suspect. I know um, Nelson was saying that Mississippi State just does a lot of little dump passes. So it, they do a volume of them. I know that. Uh, like I said, both quarterbacks are projected for 300 yards. That, to me, just sounds like a whole lot more than 61 points. So I'll put $1,500 on that one as well. Oh, I love it. I'm back in the game betting 50 bucks because you guys are going crazy here. All right, let's see what we got. Let's run these down real quick. Um, where'd it go? There it is. Locks, Mississippi State, Alabama over 61 for $1,500. Kansas State, TCU over 55 and a half. For seven fifty, UCLA money line for five hundo, and beef goes UCLA, getting six points for five hundred. Whoops. Ole Miss getting one and a half for fifteen hundred, and Oklahoma State getting six for thirty dollars and ninety nine cents. <laughs> I'm taking Ohio State minus twenty eight for two twenty. Texas minus three for one ten, and Kansas State money line for fifty big dollars. And as you can see there, Lux has uh, he's edging out beef, and he's got a slight lead over me, uh, fifteen thousand five hundred fifty-five sixty-four to four hundred and ten. This ain't over, fellas. This Stranger is things. <laughs> For, for Sylvester, about about the ACC, there's only two games that maybe looked good. It was Pitt-Louisville. Pitt is actually an underdog to Louisville. I looked hard at that one. And then uh, Wake Forest at Boston, or Boston College at Wake Forest, it's 20.5. And for some reason, that hook got me. I just don't I don't know if they're going to win by three touchdowns. That's why the ACC this week. But no I, one picked, where I look, that's where I look first. No one picked on Clemson either, 13 and a half. Well, I was no, gonna get to hammer that. It. I was gonna I was gonna get to that. Lux, I you know, I might have jumped in your stuff when you when you talked about Clemson on the text, but I did learn my lesson and I I see what Casey sees. I see a hammering, but I that's a team that was up by twenty points or whatever it was in the third quarter last yeah. week and just went to sleep. And I can't bet on that. My precious yeah. 410 sluggo no, bucks. Can't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't bet my 410 sluggo bucks 
on Clemson. Uh, Sylvester says Tigers win by three scores. They could. Could be three field goals, Sylvester. Yeah. Uh, yeah. (laughs) I don't want to give away my whole article that's coming out for rubbing the rock, but it's the same idea as to what uh, Boston College had with Zay Flowers. Aronde Gadsden has double the amount of receptions and targets than any other receiver for Syracuse. So it it seems kind of one demand. Like I'm I'm talking myself into a, a blowout. Uh, but Clemson's got to finish, and they really do have to have that killer instinct. It's almost like Dabo's too nice of a guy at times that he's just like, well, Mike's just getting started. Let's see if they respond. And then they do, and you're like, oh, crap, now we have a field and onside kick. He yeah. likes Dino. Dino would probably have a job on his staff if he were to ever get fired at Syracuse. That always worries you, you know? Yeah, I think it, it's I think it's different going to be at home, too. I mean, it, they tend to put the points on at home, so – well, the other we'll the other thing about home is they also have 128 players. A lot of kids to get in. Sweeney's too. have got to play. Um, <laughs> Sweeney's and Pyramids and Batsons have all got to play in, in a couple. Con. Yeah, they've all got to play. So I always worry about that. But you're right. They're, they're, they're gonna <laughs> if they're gonna crush somebody, it's usually at at home because yeah. Um, yeah. But but I, I always worry about you know oh he hadn't played but two snaps and he's a great kid and he went to Daniel oh crap <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, oh crap here we go but anyway uh, just joking around we're we're pulling for the Tigers and Nelson I think tomorrow on rubbing the rock we'll have our picks me Casey Houston Burnett who's in the uh, Houston Burnett and John Chancy who have been in the comments tonight we'll all have our picks for Clemson and one wild card game tomorrow on rubbing the rock casey tell us oh yeah by the way we won't have a show next week clemson's off we're going to take the week off casey's been traveling as you can see uh (laughs) he looks a little tired tonight he does 113 podcasts a week uh this just being one of them so we're going to give beef the week off and i think zach's going to be drunk on the golf course casey tell the people thanks and let's get out of here thanks to everyone in the seldom news reserve college football discussion facebook group uncle john mcgee as always sluggo podcast each and every one of you who listens likes shares and participates on behalf of marty seldom news reserve coleman all the way on the back and zach Fox parker on casey the beef cream we'll see you in a couple weeks on sluggo and remember to check out rubbingtherock.com. yes and two weeks later i think we're done here